people say ain't no good and I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning Pick guitar in the afternoon What's up everybody? How you doing? It's Jesse Wayne Taylor I'm back I'm Back with, with the man with the plan Papa T How's it going? It's going great Long time. I don't know about the plan, but huh? You got the plan. We both got. A I'm plan just a man. These days. Man without a plan. Every man's got to have a plan. <laughs> Every man's got to have a plan, and since I'm a grown man these days, I got one too. You grown all man, all right. One. We all got to have. You one. You got about the fullest beard of any man I've ever seen. So you're you're definitely a grown man now. That's one thing I've been able to do well for a little while. Ain't got it on the top of my head much anymore, but yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, that yeah. comes that comes with the genes that you were blessed with. Genes, that's yeah. right. I mean, you were you couldn't you know you couldn't be blessed with good looks and hair. You yeah. had to have one or the other. So, yeah. oh, Morgan Wallen crossed over to the dark side. Not yeah, long I know ago, didn't he, he shaved his head. <laughs> yeah, he must have. He must have woke up with a wild hair and decided <laughs> to get rid of it. Hey, man, when you go with a shaved head, you you get used to it. Yeah. You know, mine can grow out about a half inch, and I'm ready to get it off there. I just, I, I'm just, I'm done with the, I'm done with hair completely, just about. Yeah, me too. And I had mine shaved in high school when I played football. I didn't really care much for for anything flying around inside my helmet. And I kind of, I think I remember like kind of swearing up and down. I wouldn't really grow my hair out. And then I started growing my hair out and then it started getting long. And then I, you know, started playing a lot of guitar and just felt right for a while. (laughs) Felt right for a while. I really love that long haired country boy song. And so I was trying to live that out as long as as I could. Yeah. how, How long did your hair actually get? At one point, it was pretty daggone long. It I mean, did like, it come about halfway your back at one time? Not halfway down my back by any means. No, I don't even think it made it all the way down to my my main chest area. Down oh, really? There. But yeah, um, it got pretty. It got pretty long. The the driver's license photo I have right now still <laughs> shows it, and it was one of those unintended mullets. One one of the ones that you get when you don't even have to go to the the hair salon to get it. It just naturally happens. I never Where, had a mullet. I, I I know very little about a mullet. So do you have to go to a hair salon to get a mullet? Uh, yeah, the the mullets that are being rocked these days, you definitely go get your hair, the sides trimmed. And they're kind of almost like a clean cut mullet sometimes. But regardless, mine, I don't know what that sound is, what's happening in these headphones, but uh, mine... Uh, Mine just happened naturally, and I think a lot of it had to do with me wearing a ball cap all the time. Oh, yeah. But, like, everything on top just really started to thin, right? And so I had this, like, one little teeny tiny patch right in the middle that was long, and it could it could only grow to about halfway down my eye right here, and that's yeah. as far as it would grow. It wouldn't grow no more than that. And I was like, okay, well. Well, you know what we call that in our family, that patch of hair right there in the front? I don't know. We call it the ivy patch. Ugh. Yeah, because all the ivies, which your your great great grandmother was an ivy, before she married a tailor, oh. and all the ivies men had that little patch of hair right here in the front. Of course, they they weren't like you and me, and you know just buzzed everything off. They'd still let the sides grow, and they had that one little patch right there in the front. It's what, it, and it, you don't know what to do with it. You know, you don't know where to shave it off, comb it over. You don't know what to do with it. But yeah, we call that the ivy patch. Dude, speaking of comb overs, I've got a video I have to show you. My boss Richard Casper showed me a video that he made. Not he showed me not long ago. But it was a video he made like ten years ago. Yeah, and dude, it I laughed my butt off when he showed it to me. Is it Donald Trump? No, when it's, the it's, when the wind catches his hair, no, and it, it is straight up. it is Richard Casper doing a parody. Oh, oh. Okay. 11 years ago. Oh, really? And when you see it, you're going to be like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's it's honestly hysterical. It's it's genius. But, um, it, uh, yeah, he's got this video. I'm sure if you look up Richard Casper comb over, I'm sure you can find I'll it. I'll have to do that sometime. Yeah, I'll get you to watch it. And uh, it's got the it's got that song, Come Over, Come Over. Come. He, changed it to, he changed it to Come Over, Come, come Over. Come Over, Come Over. <laughs> it's so funny, man. 
It's a really, really good one. We need to tell everybody who Richard Casper is. They might have forgotten who he is. Yeah, you're right, actually. Um, yeah, Richard Casper is the co-founder of Creative Vets, which is a nonprofit. And we work with veterans that are dealing with PTS, and we teach them art or songwriting to deal with that. And I am the music instructor there and have been for a couple years now. And so, uh, yeah, love that dude, love that place, and super blessed to be a part of it. I've been spending more and more and more time doing things with them lately, and it's just been more and more fun every time I get to do something with them. It's an amazing organization. We've, we've met some really cool people. Yep. Uh, just, you know, just being your parents and getting to go to some events and things like that, and we've met some really – Really super cool people. Uh, probably get to meet some more cool ones. Well, it's 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 pretty cool to go into a place and and not know anybody, and then us to be able to tell them that you're our son, and then the oh oh my goodness, I wrote a song with him, and then we get to hear the story about the song, and we get to hear about the experience, and and uh, and and you know when they get to telling about that, then they get to telling their stories, which is spine tingling. It just you know, I mean, these people have seen things that no one should ever have to see, uh, and they've experienced things that people should know. You know, people should never have to experience. And you're, you know, you're just, uh, you know, you're you're taken aback when you hear what they what they tell, and uh, when, when they share those things with you. I mean, you can just see it's almost like it's a relief in, in their face that they're able to express these things now because. From my understanding, before they came into the program, they were having real issues being able to talk about these things and express what they what they experienced. Is that right? Am I right Most in saying people that? People don't talk about. They don't talk about it. Okay, at all. Yeah, they just roll on with it. Yeah, a lot of people. From what I, I mean, like I said, I'm not a veteran, but I have now written songs one on one with over a hundred of them now. Over a hundred. Wow. Yeah, and so. Um, I do get to hear lots of stories. And and what I do hear so often is that most of the time people don't want to talk about the the, the things that are obviously hard to talk about um, because a lot of times they're not necessarily around their military crew when they get back home. They're in their different parts of lives. And like they're they're back at about back at a job they're working a job and so they spend time with their coworkers and they spend time with their family and if none of those people were in the military a lot of times they feel totally like no one understands them yeah and so they just don't even talk about any of this so like a lot of times we get um like not too long ago we worked with a guy and and his wife and in the first 10 minutes 15 minutes we were working with him and talking to him she was like, this is absolutely crazy. He doesn't open up for anybody or anything. I can hardly get him up to open up all the time. It's half the time while we're arguing, and he's opened up more in the last 20 minutes than he has in God knows how long. And so, uh, yeah, it really, really is cool to be able to have a, a situation like that when people really just need to they need to decompress. It's like you said, it's a release. They get to tell the story and it literally is a release. It may not necessarily feel good in the time in some ways, but it is a release and that is very, very good for them no matter what. And that's good for everybody. Well, I've, we, I've actually had a couple of people that have shared their story with me to say, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for letting me tell you my story. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost like you should, I should be the one thanking you for sharing, uh, and for, you know, for what you did for your country and did for me. Uh, Cause I feel like when you, when you serve your country, you're serving not only your entire country, but you're serving me as the individual, an individual that lives in this country. And, uh, so I'm, I'm almost like I should be, I should be thanking you for, for what you did and for sharing your story with, you know, with me. Um, because there again, I, it's, it's just chilling and, and, uh, to be able to experience that and, uh, and get to share, you know, our appreciation with those people really, it really is a cool organization. I mean, it's one of the best, I, I call it one of Nashville's hidden treasures. Yeah, no, no doubt. No kidding. I would say one of this country's hidden treasures. Okay. I, I will, I will go with that. 
I will not deny that one yeah. bit. One bit. Yeah. Because I, see, I, I've just seen the Nashville part of it. Y'all, yeah, they do stuff all over the country. Uh, yep. You might want to talk yep. about that for a second. Well, I mean, with their their art programs all over the country, there's photography programs, which Kyle does a lot of those. Um, but the majority of the art stuff is run out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've gotten to make a few few trips up there myself. And everything is, from what I understand, like unless something crazy happens, everything's only going to get, hopefully we're only going to be able to do more as time goes on. Right. Um, everything has grown since I've been invited onto the team and – it's been so cool to get to watch that, especially considering that I've known Richard for so many years now and have gotten to – I mean, I feel like I met him not too long after he had come to town, and so I feel like I got to watch a lot of this stuff grow from from the ground up, right. at least from a distance for a while, and then up close. And it's just been so stinking cool. It's been so cool because I remember the first time I talked to him about creative vets, at least. I think I had run into him a few times and talked with him and, like, knew he was a Marine, but, like, didn't know much else about him or what mm-hmm. he was doing. Um, And uh, he explained to me about creative vets and what he was already doing and what he wanted to do. And uh, I was like, man, that, that sounds amazing because, like, ultimately what he was saying was, like, I'm, I'm out here looking for number one songwriters that would be willing to write with the program to help the veterans that are going through the program. And we we essentially try to help them deal with their PTS via songwriting and or art. And he was like, you know, kind of told me a little bit about his story and everything. I was like, dude, that sounds amazing. I was like, you know, I was like, I've always wanted to help people with whatever I ended up doing. And I was like, and when it comes to writing songs in Nashville, a lot of times I, it's hard for me to feel like I'm getting to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to write songs that I, you know, running around in, in town, you just like, you get caught in the circle of just writing songs to try to get them recorded. And I was like, dude, it just be like, a, I feel like a breath of fresh air to get to walk into one of those rooms and know that I'm like potentially right. going to get to help somebody with just writing a song. I was right. like, that sounds awesome. So he hit me up the next day and, uh, at like 10.30, and so truth be told, I met him at the Whiskey Jam, and this was when I was in college, and I may not have even been 21 yet because I had a fake that I could get into that place with. You had a fake ID? Yeah, there was a guy that I met that gave me his real ID that was expired by a year and didn't look like me, but it I had a beard, so it worked. And so anyways, I met <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's go back here. Yep. You had a fake ID. Yep. I how how am I just now finding out about this? I don't know because I wrote a song called Fake ID. I know you did, but I thought you I thought you might have written that because some of your buddies had fake IDs. No, this guy I ain't gonna throw his name out there, but I met him at a party one night and I was talking to his girlfriend and he said she said because we were talking about downtown and music downtown and country music and I was like oh my gosh I love country music I love to go listen to country music she's like oh where do you like to go and I was like I don't really get to go because. <laughs> I'm not old I'm enough. Not old yeah, enough. and she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, she, she she got her boyfriend over there and was like, "Hey, can you believe he's not you know old enough to get in a bar?" And he was like, "Dude, you're not gonna believe this. I just went to the DMV today. I mean, and that's actually a lyric in that song. Like, he spent three hours at the DMV just so I could have his old ID. Huh. And uh, like that was I never knew that was a reality. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he uh, he uh, excuse me. He, I, like I said, I I didn't even know him before that that moment, but he had gotten that new ID that day at the at the DMV, and then he gave me that old one, and I don't think it had a hole punched in it, but it might have. I know it was at least a year expired, and I never got it taken up. But I had a lady at a gas station one time try to, like, she turned me down, and I was like, I don't even know. I I never got it taken up, and I ended up just giving it to somebody after I turned twenty one, but. So I have no idea where it went. That but is. That no, I'm not saying anybody should be going out and getting fake IDs and drinking underage because I don't drink anymore anyways. But I did have one, and I did use it, and I, pr- I might have had one in there the night when I met Richard is what I'm saying. And I also might have been 21. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I well, do know I'm gonna this. I'm going to tell you right now that uh, if you weren't a grown man and getting ready to get married here in, in, in less than two weeks, I would put you in timeout. 
Yeah, okay. Because I did not know about the fake ID. Yeah. So so consider consider me angry about that. First consider, of all, consider. And and if you weren't a grown man, I you'd be you'd be in timeout. I might even give you a spanking. A spanking. Yeah. yeah. I might even give you a whipping for it. With a paddle. The old paddle. Yeah. The old paddle. I don't even remember what I was trying to say cuz you started We were, we were ta- you were talking about meeting Richard and and Oh, and, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So when I met him, I, I, I Sorry, was Sorry, I got it, you off. It's okay. We were at the Whiskey Jam and uh he was like I said trying to meet with uh, number one songwriters that would be willing to write with the program and he told me about it and I told you exactly what I said back to him and and I said well I'm not a number one hit songwriter and I said but I did win a singing contest at Roosters Texas Barbecue down the street I was there and I said and I got second place in a songwriting contest at the Country Music Hall of Fame yeah I said so I ain't no number one hit songwriter but I might make a pretty good backup if you need somebody <laughs> so give me a call if you ever need some help and he laughed, and I, we chatted numbers, and then the next morning I woke up to a phone call from him, and, and it was like 1030, and I was so hungover I could have died. <laughs> and he said, he said, he said, hey, man, what are you doing? And I said, oh, nothing. I'm just getting some stuff done here at the house, you know, taking care of some things. And I was just, like I said, sick as a dog laying in the bed. And he said, well, I actually have a veteran up here that, that needs somebody to write with them, and we're going to start here in like 45 minutes if you can be in the town. And I was like, yeah. Wait a minute. You were in Fairview at the time, right? Yeah, so I told him, I was like, it's going to take me at least 45 minutes to get there because I was like, I got to hop in the shower. I mean, I smelled like cigarettes and whiskey and beer, all of it just wrapped up into one. That's so nasty. It really is. It feels disgusting thinking about it. <laughs> it's so nasty. It is. And so uh, <laughs> I rolled into town, and we wrote a song at, uh, I can't remember exactly where we were, but um, we ended up writing with a veteran named Zach Heath. And, uh, again, before we started, he told us this is something I've never really talked to any of my friends or my family about, and this, we're, we're about to do it right now. And it was a hard four hours for him. It was a hard four hours for us. But um, it also was an awesome four hours. We ended up getting a really great song that he was really proud of and that told a story that before we started, he couldn't tell. Yeah. And um, – Richard asked me to play in a writer's round. I had to play in a writer's round that evening, and he said, hey, man, would you be willing to play this song in that writer's round? And I was like, no, dude, I love you. And I am I was so – I loved writing this song. I was like, but I'm not even that good of a guitar player right now, bro. I was like, you don't even want me to try to sing this tonight. I was like, because – Was that at Belcourt Taps? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I was there that night. Really? That was crazy. I'm not surprised that y'all were there, but – um, I remember that because we were we were shocked that you because you you got up there and said this seriously this this song was seriously written this afternoon about three or four hours ago and it's the first time it's ever been played and the veteran was there in the audience yep. I think it was him and his wife were there no his wife wasn't there it was okay just, it just, was him? just him and Richard okay and uh the, dude, I remember looking around when you started playing that song and looking at the look on this dude's face. It was just almost like he couldn't believe this was actually taking place. Yeah, dude. What I remember is him smiling and crying and singing every single word to yeah. that song back to me. And uh, I told Richard after that, I was like, because I remember I was thinking like, I kind of felt like God was saying to me then, that didn't take much for you and that meant the whole world to that guy. Right. And um, so I told Richard, I was like, if you ever need any help, you know, just holler at me. I'd be happy to do that again. And he was kind enough to let me volunteer many times over the years. And and then in February 2021, I got to join the team, and I'm so pumped. I've, I've just enjoyed hanging out with all of them. And the, the more I get to know everybody that was already on the team, the more I like them. And the more I get to know everybody who has gotten on the team since I got there. More I like them. Right. I feel like everybody um, that that joins the team is is always a, a really cool addition, and uh, it's just really hard. Even if you're having like a bad day, it's really hard to not find a way to have a better attitude when you go in the doors out oh, there. Oh, definitely. I, I I can see that. Yeah. Because there's lots of really great pictures of people and stories on the walls and art hanging around the room all the time. So can people just drop by there? 
and look at this stuff, or did they need to make appointments, or do they have Great events? Or well, there's definitely events. Definitely, I know there's events. Yeah, and if you want to be updated on those, all you got to do is get on our mailing list, and you can have all of that sent to you. I think typically about couple times a month and they're on facebook like and they're on instagram and everything they're on everything so everything and there's art events typically whenever we have like one of the uh one of the crews of veterans come through and do like they we just had one go through and do a program at belmont and we had the uh the art show at our building after that and then sometimes they have these art shows at belmont where they'll have a bunch of our art over there and um yeah yeah Art all over the place. If you wanted to come by, like, the building, anytime during the week, if someone is there and you stop by, I don't think anybody, nobody's, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. a, a lot of times our door is locked. So if you if you knock on the door and somebody lets you in and, and we've got some people there in the building, we'll let you in, look at some art, and tell you about what's going on and tell you about the upcoming programs and all that good stuff. Now this this organization runs off of funds uh, that donated funds, uh, so definitely if you're looking for an organization to uh, to assist with financially, uh, they will definitely they'll take your money. Creativevets.org, uh, and it goes to an amazing cause. I've gotten to see it um, change a lot of lives in a really amazing way, and I look forward to those stories getting to be told in a way where everyone else gets to see how how big of a deal it really is. Yeah. We need to have Richard on one day. That would be really cool to get to hear his story and hear how he started started Creative Vets. Dude, uh, I learned something new about him. I feel like every time I talk with him, and so I would love that very much too. He is a very, very busy guy. He just had another He's one baby. of the most humble people I've ever met. Oh, yeah. He just had a another baby the other day, and um, so congratulations, buddy! And yeah, they he is even busier than he's all or, or than he already was, yeah. you know. And so I don't really get to have a lot of just like chill, laid back conversations with him. He's it's typically in between phone calls that he's taking that I'll get to talk with him for a minute or two. And my, a lot of times I'm just asking him stuff about work. So yeah, I would very much enjoy getting to do that too. And then, um, uh, I wouldn't mind having Kyle on here too, to kind of talk about how he got involved. And he even has a song too. Kyle, Kyle Yepsen is, um, so Luke Yepsen, Kyle's brother, um, was one of Richard's best friends that he was serving with overseas, and unfortunately, um, he got hit and shot right beside Richard. And fortunately, Kyle has come to work for us at Creative Vets as well, and uh, now devotes all of his time trying to help veterans. And that just freaking pumps me up, man. It's it's like you know something hard happens to you and you turn around and help people because of it. You know? Kyle, Kyle was not a veteran, right? Kyle was not a veteran, just but like it, myself. But, but his brother, of, his yes. brother was. Luke. And so he's, he's, he's carrying on his brother's memory by, mm -hmm. by serving with, with creative vets. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. And so, and, and Kyle would be a member of a gold star family too. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that definitely, uh, obviously hits home for a lot of people. He's got a really cool song um, that he wrote with a program. Richard was like, I know you're not a veteran, but I want you to go through this, and you you obviously have a lot to process. And just so you kind of understand how the programs work and everything, I want you to get a, a full full understanding of it. And so he got to go through and write with some writers, and um, I've gotten gotten the opportunity to sing that a few times at the uh, the writers' round that we hold for the veterans that we have coming through the new program, um, any chance I get to do that, I try to slide up in there and sing it because Kyle still hasn't learned how to play his on the guitar. As many veterans as I've taught how to teach their song, or I've taught them how to sing their song and play their song on the guitar, and Kyle, he just keeps putting it off. Another day, another day. It'll happen one day. I hope it does. It'll I sure. I'd day. love to see him sing it. It sure ain't that. I, I'm gonna tell you what right now, buddy. I can play it right-handed and left-handed. Right <laughs> I can just about probably play it upside down upside too. Upside down. 
Can you play it behind your head yet? Not yet, but if I tried long enough, I guarantee you I can probably figure, figure it, out it out pretty quick. Yeah. Figure it out? Yeah, playing left-handed, it's been uh, pretty interesting to say the least, but I'm so glad that I'm finally getting to a point to where I can actually nearly play songs all the way through again and have some just making melodies, having some fun. I mean, it really has been frustrating to look at the thousands of dollars worth of guitars and gears, gear that I've bought over the years and just watch it sit and hurt too bad to even touch it. Yeah. So it, it just feels good to be able to, to put those things to use again, like I intended when I bought them in the first place. Um, yeah, feels so stinking good. Y'all don't understand. And but I will say this: after going through all of it, guitar is definitely um, you have to kind of have a, a pretty high pain tolerance to do it. Um, but piano, man, totally different game. If you're trying to look in, if you're looking into trying to learn how to play something, piano is so easy. It is so easy. It takes very little effort at all like physical effort to press down the keys opposed to like a guitar you're having to like bend over reach your wrist around and press your fingertips right. down on on right. a fretboard you're not having to do that on the piano and also you get to look at everything directly in front of you rather than having to visualize what's on the other side of the fretboard right well you're also teaching somebody else to play the guitar too aren't you teaching your future wife isn't she playing the guitar with you well, she plays a little bit. She plays yeah. a little bit. We get I get her to get it down every once in a while, but she also does she works a lot. And so she doesn't like whenever whenever she gets done with her work day and she gets back and she takes care of the dog and you know, does whatever household chores she's got, she sits down for a few minutes. And and she doesn't have a lot of time. I'd about to say she kinda passes out. Yeah. So every once in a while I can I can con her into doing it and she's picking up she's picking it up along the way. But honestly, things have been quite busy lately just trying to get ready for the wedding and all of that stuff. So um I don't know if she's had as many opportunities as she's wanted to lately, but we've definitely we've written some songs together, so that's been fun. Kinda I've you know, obviously doing what I'm doing at Creative Vets, I've been put in a position where I've been writing with and teaching people how to write songs for the last two years. So been sitting around a lot together and I was just like, Hey, why don't we, why don't we write a song together? You know, why don't, we, why don't, I was thinking, why don't I try to teach her how to do it too? You know? And so that's what we've been doing. We've written, I think something like four of them together now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. They're pretty good. I like them. We'll probably play some on here sometime. So or 12 days from today is the big day. I think so. I'd have to look it up and double check, but yeah, that sounds well. You right. do know you, you you do know this the twenty first, right? Yeah. Uh, September the twenty first. You remember? Yeah. So you remember? You remember that September. is the, so. You better let me tell you right now. You better get that date solidified in your head for the rest of your life because let me tell you something. You do not want to forget that day. I'm I'm good. Do you remember? The twenty first night of September. Okay, there I'm you never go. Don't forget it. Okay, all right. That's good. That's good. Earth, wind, and fire. Right. I can. Uh, yeah, yes. Absolutely. I can honestly say I have never forgotten my wife's birthday or our anniversary. If anybody I've always has that, been able to remember that. If anybody has that Earth, wind, and fire vinyl, holler at a brother. I need, <laughs> I need it now because I think that'll probably get played at the wedding. If I had to guess, we've talked about that song quite a bit now. That would be a cool song to play at your wedding. It's, it's turned out to be pretty fun that it's that that song says that you know. Yeah, it's the night that we're getting married. I think it'll be that would be it. That would be a great song. Yeah, to she play was at like, I think that's gonna have to be our song or one of our songs from now. on. I was like, yeah, I think you. And you know, right. I could probably see bald headed Papa T getting out there cutting a the rug to that. You probably could. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna have to be a mighty wide rug, but I could cut one. You know, <laughs> I can cut a rug now. I don't know how many tables I'm going to knock over while I'm out there, but I can cut a rug. I don't know how many rugs my hip is going to be wanting me to rug. Or, oh, I didn't even cut that right. Gosh, I can't even talk. Well, you got to get out there and dance. You got to do your first dance with your wife. Well, that's going to happen for sure. You know, that's going to happen. Then I think you have to dance with your mama. Yeah, and that'll happen too. And you dance with your mother-in-law. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, oh, Vicky, got at least you got at least have three dances in you now, you know. So, I think Scott wants to get out there and dance to Sharp Dressed Man with Sharp. Him. <laughs> 
Y'all can have that. I'm not a dancer. I'm a terrible dancer. Dude, I still dance like I'm in the sixth grade. He told Catherine <laughs> he wanted. He goes. He goes. Catherine, can I walk down the aisle with Jesse to some ZZ Top, like sharp dressed man? <laughs> and she goes, Dad, you're supposed to walk me down the aisle. <laughs> she goes, You're not even walking down the aisle with Jesse. And he was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh man, I think it's gonna be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm very excited about it. Me too. It's gonna to be a lot of fun. I've been very busy lately, and so I'm really excited to be able to step away from everything and go out of town and look at a beach for a little while, and obviously marry my best friend and spend some time with her family and my family, and then. I'm so pumped to send all of you lovely folks back home and for us to go on our honeymoon. That's exactly the way it needs to be. And then I she, send us she, packing, son. She has been so busy, and that girl has worked so hard for the last few years. And um, I'm just looking forward to having that vacation with her because we've gotten to go on vacations, but we haven't really ever gotten to do that. Well, like, can I say can I say something about her? Sure. Something that has so impressed me. Not that I expected this from her, but she has done such a good job of planning this wedding. And she has not been a bridezilla not even one time. And like I said, not that I expected her to be. I, yeah. I didn't expect that out of her because, you know, you know, she we get along, but we love this girl. So if anybody out there wonders, we wonder what y'all think about the the future daughter in law. We we adore her. Uh we're excited. That, that Jesse's found her and she's found Jesse and we think that they're great. They compliment each other. And not that I expected her to be a bridezilla, but I expected to be, a, you know, for something, you know, to stress her out or what have you. And she just hasn't been. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's just been wonderful. You know, she's shown me a little bit of stress, not not in a bad way at all. But I feel like I've gotten to see her stressed out about it a little bit more than you guys have. But definitely not any, not even close to Bridezilla. It's not that's not her style, anyways. It's it's been totally laid back for me, and um, and I think besides her having to deal with some, you know, just frustrating things that everybody has to deal with setting up stuff like this. I mean, because it's a lot to do. Yeah, outside of that, I don't think it's been uh, been that hard on her either. I think she's like she's like me. We're just both really excited and we're ready to go do it, and then we'll have a little reception here in Nashville, and and then we'll be on our way to being the Taylors. If uh, if you if you were like your mom and I were, we just want to get married. Yeah, we didn't care. No, that's definitely how I was. But her, uh, she's the only daughter. Of, of four children. It does change things. I feel like, I and feel she's like the baby. Scott would probably be pretty bent out of shape if I ran her off somewhere and eloped with her. Well, you know, speaking speaking as a daddy and speaking as a daddy of a daughter, and I don't, like Scott, I only have one daughter. I, I've told her many times, I don't care where you get married. Couldn't care less, but I do want to walk you down the aisle. I want that moment with my daughter, you know. And uh, I certainly applaud him and uh, and and back him 110 percent on being able to have that that moment of uh, to spend with his daughter. I think uh, um, I think every daddy of a daughter get, should have to do that and get to do that. And uh, so, kudos to him. I think it's going to be a really pretty place too, from what I understand. I've seen a few pictures and it looks great. I've never been there, but everybody I've mentioned the place to, they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that that's it's gorgeous. It's going to look amazing. And So yeah, I'm looking forward to it and I think we'll have some good pictures and some videos and like I said, we'll have some good family time. You get to see bald-headed Papa Tina suit. Can't wait. That doesn't happen very often. You'll get to see bald-headed me in a suit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I bet you. And that doesn't happen. I guarantee you've worn a suit since I've worn a suit. Yeah, but I've put on I've put on a couple pounds in the last year and a half since that surgery, so I haven't been wearing any of the clothes that I had before I had that operation. It's been a long time since I've had a suit on. I was I was half the man I am before that operation. Yeah, not quite, but I was pretty close. I I'm not really even pretty close, but I was quite a bit lighter. 
quite a bit lighter before that operation. But uh, good news is I think that those uh, Botox shots, I've gotten some Botox shots in my neck in the last four months, and I wouldn't say that it's really – it has decreased the pain significantly, but the pain is absolutely still there and still evident. But I feel like I'm getting so much stronger on my right side. Like I can – be able to do a lot more with the guitar, and and that makes me just that makes me feel so much better. Being able to been, do that, it again. hadn't been from lack of prayer, that's for sure. Yeah, we've all been praying for you. Yeah, no doubt. There has been a lot of people praying for me, and I feel like even just since I kind of posted about it in the last couple of days, I feel like I can feel there's been a lot of people praying for me. So that's a good feeling. So thank you guys for praying for me. You know, if anybody, if you know anybody struggling through something and you're praying for them, maybe you should let them know. It might make them feel a little bit better about their situation. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Yeah. Shout out, shout, shout out to them. Let them know that you're praying for them because when you, when you're going through something and you know, you've got somebody out there on your side who's, who's talking to God on your behalf, it, it does help. It does help to, 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 to get you, pull you through that. Yep. Helped me, helped me multiple times in the last year and a half. So has uh, has Scott has Scott your future father in law has he set you down and laid the law down to you yet? And I mean, we've had several conversations. Like when I asked him to marry her, asked if I could marry her, we had some serious conversation. Did he threaten you? No, but no, we were we were. Catherine was kind of you don't you don't have to tell us if you don't want to. No, I mean, Catherine you know, was saying the other day that should be kind of an intimate moment between you and your father in law. You know that you Catherine know, you can, was saying the other day that he was making some comments about if I ever hurt her that I would. He was I don't know what she said something like he was gonna he was gonna get me or something like that, and I laughed. So yeah, I mean he he made some kind of comment like that to her, but he hadn't said anything like that to me. Really, per se. Well, he might. Your your grandfather, my father in law, threatened my life the night I got married. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, we had to go to the church early because they were taking pictures and all this stuff, you know. And, and he and I were the only on, the only males there on on the campus of the church. All the gr- the girls were all outside in different places getting pictures made. He and I were the only two males there. Right. So we're standing in the foyer of the church building and we're looking into the auditorium and of course all the candles and decorations and everything are there and we're just it, it was one of the most awkward moments of my entire life. There I am standing with my, my future father in law. We're both standing next to each other. I could take you right to the door today where we were standing and He's got his arms folded just like this. And I said, boy, in about two hours, this stuff will be over with. I'll sure be glad, won't you? And he didn't say a word. He just kept he just kept looking straight ahead. He didn't say a word. And I said, hmm, that's kind of odd because he's generally always got something to say. So I waited a minute, and then I said, yep. In about two hours, all this mess will be over with. I'll sure be glad, won't you? And he never broke his stare. <laughs> and he said, if you ever lay a hand on her, I'll kill you. <laughs> and I said, I, I, was, I was completely shocked by that statement, you know, because I'm thinking, what's he talking about? You know, I looked at him and I said, what are you talking about if I ever lay a hand on her that you're going to kill me? He said, if you ever hurt her by laying your hands on her, I will kill you. <laughs> and I'll hide your body and they'll never find you. <laughs> and I said, I, you know, at the at the time, I was a little offended that he thought that I would ever hit your mama, you know. Which if anybody knows who know, knows your mama, you know I know better than to hit your mama because I'll be I wake up dead tomorrow morning, you know. And I looked at him and I said, I, I, I do, I have no intentions of ever hurting your daughter. He said, if you never lay a hand on her and hurt her, said, we'll never have a problem. And the man went to his grave and we never had a crossword. <laughs> we never did. Good now we thing. picked at each other. We cut up with each other and picked at each other, but we never had a crossword. 
So, and I'm sure there were times he wanted to step in and say, you know, I think you should handle this a little differently or what have you or something like that. And, but he never did. He, he kept his nose out of our business and, uh, you know, I applaud him for that, but I tell you what, if we ever got into a little argument or something, when we first got married, I took two steps back and threw my hands up in there. Like, you know, I had a gun to my back. And she said, what are you doing? I said, I don't even want people driving down the street to think I'm laying my hands on you in a violent manner. Right. I said, because they will go tell your daddy and he'll kill me. He said he would. So, yeah. So I got threatened by my father-in-law the, the night Blame. I got married. Blame, boy. I'll hide you out in that holler. You, I'll hide you in that holler and they won't ever find you. And you know what? You know, a lot of t- your papa would say things a lot of times and you go, yeah, right, whatever. There was no yeah, right, or whatever in his face when he said that. I don't know uh, if I would have. I don't know if I would have. Uh, yeah, I would have believed it, I think. Oh, if you could have seen his face, you would have definitely believed it. There was no doubt in my mind. If I had hit his daughter, which I'd never have, by the way, if I'd hit his daughter and she he found out about it, yes, there would be a, I, I would be a corpse. In the, rotten in the middle of the woods right now. No doubt about it in my mind because he was serious mm-hmm. when he said that. So, but uh, that he never had to worry about that. Yeah. You I, know? Think you, I think you already told back when we talked about, I guess last year at some point, we talked about y'all getting engaged. But I guess really, because we, we, we probably need to go ahead and wrap this one up here. It's starting to get late this evening and. <clears throat> We've been chit chatting for yeah. 40. It's already it's already eight fifty. I go to bed at nine. We talked for forty one minutes and already already can't believe it. Okay, rep. Yep. Well, ultimately, I was just going to say, you know, since I'm getting married next week, you got any good solid father fatherly advice for your son who's about to get married, or I guess really anybody who's about to get married? May I tell you? You know, I should I should have some really good fatherly advice for you or anybody getting married. Uh, but I, you know, I would that that's really kind of a hard question for for your daddy because see, you lived you've lived with us, so you know a lot of the mistakes I've made as a husband, right, and a daddy. Uh-huh. It's really easy to give advice to people who haven't hasn't seen you make those mistakes as a husband and a daddy. But you've seen those mistakes. You can still give advice though. But you know the I would say one thing is forgive, forgive, forgive. Yeah. Because there are going to be things that are going to be said. There are going to be things that are going to be done. And you just have to forgive them and move on. Uh, of course, now your mama's never done anything wrong. Ever. Ever. She's never done anything wrong. She's always had to forgive me, but I've never had to forgive her for anything because she's perfect. So let's just get that out there. That if there's ever if if, if there's ever a difference that we have a difference on anything, I'm always the one that has to say I'm sorry because it's always my fault. So you know that's I guess that's something you could. Catherine learn. gets mad at me when I do that. Though. What's that? I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, it's my fault. She's like, Jesse, every time. Oh, when I say I'm sorry, it's my fault. Your mama just looks at me like, yeah, you doggone straight, it's your fault. Catherine, knows. and she She's moves like, on. She goes, Jesse, and I'm like, what? Just saying, I'm sorry. It's my fault. Let's just talk about something else. And I'll tell you something else. You think you're deeply madly in love with that girl right now? Wait 34 years and see how deeply madly in love you are with her then. Because I'll tell you, it uh, if if you do it right, if you do it right, you you will have such a tremendous amount of love and respect and passion for that woman in 34 years than you can even imagine the day that you get married. And the, another, another thing, and probably the main thing that's kept us together through the hard times is we always had God. We always had God. If we couldn't agree on anything else, 
we could always agree on God and God's word. And, uh, yeah, I know there were times when I'm sure there were times when she wanted to throw her hands and say, you know what? I'm done with you. And there are times when I wanted to throw my hands up and say, you know what? I'm done with you too. But we knew that wasn't part of God's plan. And we, uh, if we couldn't agree on anything else, by George, we could always agree on God, that he does exist, that he's active in your lives, that he wants us to stay together. And a lot of times we just have to sit down and say, what's the devil trying to do here? Yeah. You know, because obviously we were fine a while back. Now we're not fine. So what's going on? What, 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 what caused this? What's the devil trying to do here? And nine times out of 10, it was usually something I'd said or done, <laughs> but you know, we know who the devil works on hardest, but you know, it, we always had that in common. And so I would say, make sure that you have God in common in your relationship. And I'm starting to get a little <clears throat> choked up here. Uncle Wilburn's coming to pay me a visit. So, oh, Uncle Wilburn. Yeah, so we probably need to move on to something else. But I am very proud of y'all. And uh, I couldn't be more proud. Well, thank you. And very thankful for Catherine. I mean, she's, me too. she's top-notch in my book. So. Yeah, she's been there already for me in ways that I couldn't have imagined needing someone to be there for me. And she's done it resiliently the whole time. And it's not been easy for her. I mean, she had to watch her mom go through breast cancer through a lot of this. And, yeah, she's just been there for me the whole way. And I never expected to go through what I've had to go through in the last couple of years, but I could not. Imagine having to go through it without her now. So, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I. Same with me with your mama. I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing life without her, at all. Yeah, but we've been together twice as long. We've both been married almost twice as long than we were single. Yeah, and six years, we'll be married twice as long than we were single. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, dude. Yeah. She's the best, and I love her, and I can't wait, and I'm really looking forward to it. And you might even get yourself a grandbaby. That's one what day. I'm thinking, man. It's time for grandbabies. Maybe one day. It ain't happening anytime soon, but maybe one day. A little Travis. No. Y'all gonna name him Travis? Yeah. If you go if you go on a diet and lose fifty pounds, I'll name him Travis. Fit just fifty? If you lose fifty pounds, I'll name a kid Lee. I'll, I'll slide Lee in there. Oh, somewhere. now come on now. Now come on. I mean, for 50 pounds, I, I think Travis ought to you be You got to get 100 for Travis. You got to get 100 for Travis? 100 for Travis. Well, it's known that, that but there's no need us arguing this point. I need to lose that weight anyway, but. Uh, well, you no, only you need to lose him, it if you won't be around to watch them grandkids. You need to name, you need to name he or he or she what you want to name that baby because that's what that's the name that they need to have is whatever y'all want to name them. So. Yeah. Well, if you lost 100 pounds, Catherine might even think about it. <laughs> I think you can come up with a better name than Travis, that's for sure. But uh, We'll see. We'll see. But, well, I'm glad we got to hang out and talk a little bit tonight. Guys that like to listen to us out there, and ladies, thank you all for listening to us, and we're sorry we hadn't been around in the last year. Things have just been pretty crazy for all of us. And uh, honestly, we were all just putting other things ahead of this. But now, you know, things are different. And I'm about to be married. And we kind of both have talked about this and see how important it is to both of us. And I've also had many conversations with quite a few of you folks out there who have told me how important getting to uh, listen to these podcasts is to you. And, uh, yeah, we're going to do our best to hop on here about once a month and and just catch up with each other and talk about talk about things in life and really the main reason I started all of this anyways was to get uh, some of your stories. I I loved growing growing up I loved going across the street, across Taylor Road and sitting on Miles and Paul's porch and listening to you guys tell stories. And this is just the best way I know how to recreate that and then also capture it at the same time in our way you know unfortunately i will be driving 30 minutes 
to do this rather than walking across the street back in the day. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what it's all about for me. And that's what I'm looking forward to hopefully getting to capture a lot of those moments, um, for me and my family to listen back to later on after you're long gone. And, uh, hopefully all these other folks too out here. So yeah, this is Jesse Wayne Taylor. And my, my father, Papa T, over here in front of me. And we're about to check out tonight, but we will be back next month. And I will be a married man. And uh, we'll hopefully have some, some more cool stories to tell for you. And, uh, you know, this next year might end up being a whole lot busier than this last one was. We'll find out. I don't know. But y'all... Uh, Y'all keep doing your thing out there. Thanks for checking in with us. And if you uh, if you like uh, original music, I got some of that out there. All you got to do is look up Jesse Wayne Taylor on whatever platform you listen to music. And uh, if you need a bald-headed country boy shirt, I got some of those on the website, jessewaynetaylor.com. And uh, like we were talking about Creative Vets earlier, if you're interested in checking out some of their music, you can find that on creativevets.org. And then again, any listening platform, all you got to do is type in creativevets and it will pop right up. If you're interested in being a part of one of the programs, all you have to do is get on the website creativevets.org and fill out the application and they will send you into the programs that you can be a part of. Um, heck yeah, guys. I look forward to checking in with y'all here in a few weeks. Um, hope everybody is doing all right and keeping their head up out there. We'll see you next time. Peace. If you don't